Welcome to the Cashflow Guys podcast. Join Tyler and his team as they unlock the secrets to achieving financial independence through wealth building strategies inspired by Robert Kiyosaki and other thought provoking leaders. Learn to build leveraged streams of cash flow that land in your pocket and improve your quality of life. Gain access to cutting edge ideas that will increase your productivity and streamline your success. Find out how to supercharge your retirement plan so you won't have to retire with a pay cut. You can escape the rat race. Are you ready? It's time to learn to earn with Tyler Chef. Welcome to the Cashflow Guys podcast. We are back again. It's that time of the week. It is time to learn to earn. I got to tell you this guest, I've had her back on the show a few times now. I know what some of you probably already think who I'm going to say, but I got to tell you. So first of all, I want to thank the audience for reaching out. When I had this particular guest on the show, my stats went through the ceiling. Everybody, you guys must have gone back and listened to the episodes twice or something because my download ratings and my rankings went through the roof. Once again, back on the show, we're going to dig deep this time, but I had to get her back on the show. Paige Panzarello, the cash flow chick, is back. How you doing, Paige? Hi, Tyler. Thanks so much for having me on again. I'm so great, grateful to be here. You are more than welcome because apparently the audience absolutely loves you, so we had to make sure that you got back on the show. Or they, they would <laughs> well, probably, I'm, I'm humbled and flattered. Thank you. There you go. They would probably revolt if I didn't have you back on the show. We've gotten lots of good <laughs> questions and you know, a lot of those questions, and, and we've had a lot of one-on-one uh, -on -one conversations or actually two-on-one -on -one conversations with some of our investors, and a lot of those conversations, we hear the, the same resounding thing over and over again, analysis paralysis. They're, they're looking at all these different things they're trying to invest in, and, you know, do I, do I go do a mobile home park or do I do a high-rise apartment building? Do I buy notes? I've got all these choices, and, I'm, and people have a difficult time making a decision on which strategy works best for them. So I thought we would take this episode and kind of peel back the onion a little bit, look at the different layers. Let's talk about, the, of course, the, the fear. I want to talk about that and the paralysis. But I also want to roll back even farther than that. I want to talk about you, Paige, because I know you okay. went through this and you've, you've done several different things in real estate investing all very well, but you choose notes above everything else. And I think that's an important fact, and I don't want to skip over that or downplay that. So... Let's start right there. Who's Paige Panzarello? <laughs> well, I understand, Tyler, that Paige Panzarello started in real estate over 20 years ago. And like anything, and you know as well as I do, that we, yes, we talk, and, and we're in a position right now that we can really talk about our successes. But understand that all of us that have had any kind of um, experience in, in real estate of any kind have also had what many will call failures. Now, I don't like to use that word failure. Um, I like to return that and call it an incredibly difficult learning experience because even though you may not have the outcome that you want at the end of whatever process you're going through, if you have learned something from it, it is not a failure. So I think that's really important that, that we address that today because that is where a lot of the fear stems. So for me, um, you know, I started, like I said, about 20 years ago, and I started by virtue of inheritance. Uh, I inherited 38 townhome units in Arizona, 
And um, I went to Arizona, a young person not really knowing anything about real estate. And I tried to self-manage these townhome units. And uh, not surprisingly, I did not do it well. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, I was a little in over my head. I didn't have the experience, but I um, am very good at asking a lot of questions and surrounding myself with people who do have the knowledge. So that's kind of where I got my start is, is being a property manager. And I very quickly learned that it would behoove me to put somebody in my place and, and handle the property that had a lot more experience than I did. So, you know, we were, we were, we finally got that all settled. Um, We also had some other land. We had, and I say we, my family, um, we had some other land and we also uh, inherited a sewer treatment plant, which I, of course, knew nothing about. (laughs) Did you say a sewage treatment plant? I did. (laughs) I did. (laughs) This is stuff, we're in business together and I didn't even know this. (laughs) <laughs> well, Please you wanted continue. to go way back. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue. You got my attention. I did. I did. Um, ultimately, and we don't have enough time for me to go through all of that, but ultimately we did end up selling the sewer treatment plant to the the district so that they could run it the way it should be run. Um, and so, you know, we were able to, to capitalize on that. But and, and that kind of propelled me into other things. I was very excited about real estate at that point because I was learning on a daily basis, which was great. I also very quickly learned that the rents that we were able to command in those 38 units were not going to sustain any kind of profitability. So I decided uh, to, and, and this was a probate situation, understand, Tyler. We were, we were you know, in, involved in the whole probate process, which took quite a long time. Um, and when it was all said and done, and we ended up with this property um, and the land and the sewer treatment plant, it wasn't profitable. So I said to my family, okay, family, I really want to sell these units, and let's use that money to build on the land. And so my family said, we don't want to do that. And I said, okay, well, I want to buy the company, which I did. So I did. I bought the company. Um, I used debt to my advantage, believe it or not, and we started going, and we started building, and then we started growing, and we started building more. And as we were going through this process, I realized um, that we were paying contractors a lot, and I had learned a lot. So I decided to start my own construction company, and I did. (laughs) That's awesome. It, it really was, and it was really a, a, a big leap for me. Um, you know, I, I had always been very entrepreneurial, but it had been a very big leap for me uh, to go into to construction not knowing enough. So, again, I surrounded myself with people that were in the know, and we really started rocking and rolling. Now, you can imagine that we were coming upon, you know, 2003, 2004. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. We were we were building our own projects. We were building other people's projects. Um, I had at one point 36 employees. Um, I have to say, in the heat of Arizona in construction, that was a bit like uh, running daycare. But <laughs> uh, I, I can imagine. I only have contractors with vendors, and it's like running daycare, so I can only imagine what you must have been through actually being their boss. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But it was a valuable learning experience for me. 
Now, again, as I said, you know, we were coming up on 2004, 2005, and we were really making a lot of money and doing very well. Now, I will say this, that the stress that was involved in running all of these companies and running the construction company um, and doing, I mean, I was working seven days a week, 18 hours a day, and the stress was really starting to take a, a toll on, physically on me. Okay. Um, even though I was young, I was young, but the stress alone was, was really going to put me in an early grave. I truly believe that. Um, and then 2007 happened. Now in 2007, every, I mean, everybody's talked about this. Everybody knows, but understand here. And here's where kind of the failure quote failure comes in. And again, not a failure, just an incredibly difficult learning experience. Um, for me, I learned what not to do. I learned that, you know, you, you, adversity builds character. So you learn um, what, you know, how, who you are. So if we're really peeling back the onion and the layers here, 2007 came along, and, and I actually saw that it was coming. Here's the interesting part. I, I wasn't leveraged. I, I was very fortunate in that most of my assets and holding was, were either in cash or only encumbered by 10% or less, which was phenomenal. And I think in a way it really saved me. Um, but that being said, I also, when the crash happened, you know, and I, I said to everybody, oh, it's not going to happen to me. I have all these great relationships with my lenders, and I have these great relationships with my vendors, and I have great relationships with all the people that I'm doing business with because I always did what I said I was going to do. So let me just stop you right there for a second. Just back up a little bit. When you talk about you own sure. no cash, you were in them right. So you weren't buying them based on 2008 prices. You were in them right. I was already in them. Okay. Correct. All right, good. I was already in them. Um, I, I Yes, it was all pre-2005, so I didn't buy inflated prices, and I had a heck of a lot of equity, um, which was great, you know, because, again, we bought them at, at, you know, any of the projects we started, any of the assets I bought, it was all purchased at, at a much lower price um, than when 2005 hit. But we were building toward 2005, so my projects that I personally was was building – we were looking at selling at 2005 prices because you remember that time, Tyler. Everybody, I mean, if you had a pulse, they gave you a loan. Oh, I do remember. Yes, I certainly do. And it overinflated all the prices. So, again, we were, you know, we were selling properties. We were building properties, selling properties, making a lot of money, which was great. And then 2007 happened. And, again, I saw it coming, um, but I didn't think it could happen to me. Well, I was wrong. I was really wrong because when it, it, it didn't so much matter my debt ratio as everybody else's. And when you're in large building and you're building projects for everybody else, you're 90 to 120 days out that you're footing the bill. Well, their lending froze up, so they couldn't pay me. So it all came crashing down. It all came crashing down. And I'm going to get really real here. By the time it was all said and done, I did pay – I want to make this very, very important point. I did pay everybody. It took me three years. I did not file any kind of bankruptcy. 
I was very fortunate that I had a lot of liquidity. I had a lot of assets that I could sell. But in so doing, I lost $20 million. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, I'm speechless. I'm, I wasn't expecting that one. $20 well, million. Well, I mean, I'm, and I'm telling this to make a point. Yes, $20 million. And, and there's a lot of zeros attached to that number. But the point is this. It's money. And I had a choice to make. I had a choice that I could either curl up in a ball in a corner and just let it all go and, you know, never come back again. Or I could honor my word, do everything I could, clean up the mess, take a breath, and start over. Because I had a brain in, I have a brain in my head. Clearly, it's, it's a passion of mine. And now I've got some skin knees, so I know what it feels like. And so that, for me, was a real aha moment. When it was all said and done, it took me three years to clean up the mess and pay everybody, but at the end, I was left with nothing. And you kind of have that, okay, what now? And I knew. I knew that I needed to go away for a little while, which I did. I took a couple deep breaths. (laughs) I can imagine. Uh (laughs) And then I came back and I came back stronger and I found out that I had strength that I did not know I had. Um, And I'm actually kind of thankful for it now because, again, I think the stress at some point would have really put me in an early grave. Um, So I, I am a firm believer that adversity is definitely a character builder, but it also shows you really what you're made of. And money is just that money it's money yeah and yes it makes the world go round but that's not what's important your life your family participating with them that's the important thing and it's such an important lesson to learn that yes there's fear but understand that all of us have skin knees and it just it's just a matter of you know what are you going to do to get back up yeah, but I gotta, I gotta tell you, listening to that, you know, my story of losing two hundred fifty thousand is no longer sexy anymore. That's for sure. Wow. <laughs> I, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Well, you know, and the important thing, what here, I'm glad you brought that up. Is the point here is you didn't walk away with anything, with nothing. You walked away with your integrity. You followed through. Yes. And yes. you did what you say you're going to do. And, and uh, you know, Correct. short story. Those of you listeners that that know me, and I got. The un- I had the unfortunate problem of, of being the victim of a cyber stalker, a cyber harasser, cyber bully type person nine years ago. The guy mm-hmm. just won't leave me alone. And I got to tell you, early on, it crushed me because I spent my entire life focused on doing the right thing all the time. Former police officer, like, you know, I, I pay my bills. I do what I say I'm going to do. I follow through mm-hmm. just like you, mm-hmm. Paige. And that person comes out of the blue and starts putting all this garbage online about me that's not even true. Be one thing right. if it was true and I was actually a dirtbag, then fine. Uh, but it wasn't true and it was devastating to me. And I, unlike sure. you, I let it affect me for several years. I closed my trucking business because of it. It, it. it ate me up because I couldn't believe that somebody could attack me like that. And sure. uh, apparently I'm not as strong as you are. I took the victim road for a short period of time and <laughs> then I decided, well, I did. And I didn't, I decided that, you know, I thought I'd fight back and get the attorneys involved and the attorneys 
well, the guy doesn't have anything, so there's nothing to get. You can't silence him because of freedom of speech, and you have to prove it's him, and everything's anonymous, and all this garbage. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, what I what I realized is that I needed to not be a victim. I needed to rise above this, and, and people that get the opportunity to know me, and the people that know me know that I'm a genuine person, and that my reputation is such that I follow through 100% with what I say I'm going to do, just exactly. like you did, and you walked away with that intact and that's a that's a sure. huge uh thing that walking away the money like you said the money can be replaced you, you can make more and i don't mean that to sound callous but it's exactly fact. you can make more and we are and you know people and we are some some of the of our our fellow investors that i've talked to at conferences and whatnot they they don't share my and and yours as well working with you they don't share our um uh, Focus, I guess, is a good way to put it on when we're working with other people's money in -hmm. cases and we're investing with other people's assets and other people's reputation and and whatnot is on the line. You and I take that very seriously. And I think that's been a huge reason why we've been as successful this go around as we have. Absolutely. Is because it's we treat things like it's our own. Uh, Better than our own. Yeah, absolutely. Better than our own. Yeah, this isn't a game for me. And I certainly know it's not a game for you. So I'm glad to hear that, that come out. So now we're at 2007. I want to tie back there. <laughs> we're at 2007 at Tanks. Now, see, I'll just quickly, my little, since we're talking about mistakes, my you know, stupid things you do, 2007 didn't hurt me like it hurt everybody else traditionally. I was flipping houses. I got rid of everything at the high point in 2005. I had a bunch of rental properties. I thought I was the smartest guy in the room. I sold everything in 2005, but mm-hmm. I didn't think that the title companies would report the, the sales to the IRS so I never record. I never declared all of the closings, and I got a big tax bill that I had to deal with. Uh-oh. So there was my 2007 oopsie, because in 2007, well, everybody, <laughs> everybody else is going into foreclosure. I was nowhere near <laughs> foreclosure, but I was going. I, I was writing a big old check to the IRS that I didn't have the money at the time to write. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there was that. But going back sure, to but- 2007, 2008, 2009, you 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 dusted off. I did. The wounds healed. They did. And now what? What came next? Well, um, I, I actually moved back uh, to California, and I met my husband, and uh, life has been great. And he, he looked at me one day because, again, I was, I was always entrepreneurial, and, and uh, I was doing some other little small business stuff, but it wasn't, I wasn't happy. I, I just wasn't happy. And he looked at me one day, and he said, what are you doing, Paige? Come on, let's, let's get back into real estate because that is where your passion is. That is where your heart is. That is what truly drives you. And so let's just do it. And we did. And, you know, we had to start slow because we had to build some things back up, of course. And we did, and we've been successful over and over again. And that was um, – I started, you know, looking at notes uh, long before I did them. Um, and studying with a mentor, which was great, because, you know, I myself was experiencing a little bit of that, oh, my gosh, I'm back in real estate, and I had a little bit of that anxiety. <laughs> a little bit? <laughs> just a little bit. Just I had a, a little lot bit. of anxiety. <laughs> so, um, and, and that brought us to the point that we are today. You know, I, I went to mastermind groups. You and I connected. Um, and it's just been tremendous. It's it. I feel such a firm footing under my feet, um, because again, I've learned those lessons, and I have 
brought them with me into what I'm doing now. And it, it makes me that much more conservative. It makes me really look at every deal and really analyze it, especially when we are working with our investors, as you know. We treat it with so much more respect than even our own money, um, you know, that we have into it. And, and that's just hugely important. Um, and, and I'd like to to say something very quickly here, Tyler, because some, somebody, one of our investors that we were, we were talking with um, said something very beautifully. And I, I'd love to, to let Kim know that it resonated with both of us. And she said, everybody should have a second act. And that's so true. And here we are. Yeah, it's the second act. So, Kim, yes, we were listening, and we do remember we were talking to Kim this <laughs> earlier this week. That's actually, we mm-hmm. talked to her last Friday, right before we were trying to record this episode until I was having <laughs> some technological uh, oopsies going on. Basically, my <laughs> my uh, sound guy is a lot smarter than I am, so he hooked my computer, my new Mac, all up nice and pretty, but he made it so complicated that, see, I'm not that smart. So he made it so complicated that I didn't know how to run it, <laughs> and I couldn't record an episode. It was like, oh, geez. <laughs> it was easy when I had it set up the redneck way with uh, two paper cups and a, and a string in between them. And a string. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Going into a, 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 a what is that, boom box with a, a reel-to-reel tape going, it was all fine. But uh, <laughs> it is what it is. So, yeah, it's the second your, your second act, and I, and I agree. It and a lot of people, it's unfortunate that I, I hear a lot of people that they're just so turned off to real estate. Dave Ramsey, one of them. Dave Ramsey was big time into real estate, and he got mm-hmm. himself over leveraged and got himself in deep doo-doo. And he's mm-hmm. become kind of a, an anti-real estate person ever since then. He's gotten into insurance. Uh-huh. I don't want to make this episode about Dave Ramsey. I love I love his message. <laughs> I don't agree with all of it, but I, I agree with some of it. But, uh, yeah, the, the, and they get so skewed on the whole thing that they... But here's the thing. What else has the proof of concept besides exactly. real estate? Exactly. I mean, honestly, Tyler, we think about this. We, we live in it. We work in it. We play in it. And we die in it. it, it it's all around us. It, it touches every single aspect of our life. And no two deals, no two notes, no two properties are, are the same. It's very unique, and you have a very unique opportunity to educate and challenge yourself for the rest, you know, for however long you choose to do it. And and you and I are firm believers in learning every something every single day. Yes, and the minute you stop that learning process, or you think you ha- you know it all, mm-hmm. you got problems. And I do, you know, pages. You know, I do private coaching, and I'm very, yes. I'm very. Uh, focused on who I bring into my program. I'm not just bringing people in because for me, it's certainly not a profit center. My ultimate goal is to get people trained up and get them on board with where, where we are and what we're doing. And then eventually bring them, bring them in on deals with us down the road. That's my ultimate goal with my coaching program. That's my, my super secret goal. That's no longer super secret because I just recorded (laughs) it. No longer super secret. (laughs) But I'm very strict on who I bring in. I like to have a, I have a good hour long phone conversation, a consultation to find out if they are a match for the program. Because if they're not, then I'm not going to bother bringing them aboard and giving them false hope. It has to be a win-win for both them and I, and I got to make sure these people are in the mindset where if they've got that victim mindset, that's probably not going to work. Now, granted in the program, I can I can coach them out of that hopefully to some degree. But I can't fix everybody, and that's not my intent. Absolutely. 
So I'm very, and we do the same thing when we're investing folks and people say, you know, when we're bringing on new investors, sometimes people look at us like we're crazy when we turn down investors, we say no <laughs> to them and they're willing mm-hmm. to give us their money, but they're not giving us their money. And that's, that's their mindset is that they're doing us a favor or they're giving us their money. They're not, they're making an investment with us. And, and for us, that says a lot. And that's a very important thing. And sure. it has to be an arrangement Correct me if I'm wrong, Paige, that makes sense for everybody in the equation. Paige, myself, and the investors. And it's not always the finances. That's a huge point, Tyler. It really is not about the finances. And, And honestly, that happens more often than not that we turn someone away because they don't have the same goal outline that we have. They don't have the same mindset um, in terms of outcome that they are seeking. And it isn't about the dollars and cents of it. It's about the relationships of it. And that's the most important part, and that's really what you and I look for, and that's why we often turn the dollars away because the relationship is not going to build behind those dollars. So for us, um, again, you know, we're very particular we really get to know you as best we can with everything, you know, because our relationships with you are very important. Yes. That's what this is about. Yes, That's what is. this is about. And my investors, uh, you know, all of them that went through it with me in 2007, again, I paid all of them, every single one. The money that, that I lost was my own. Because I sacrificed, I fire sailed things, I, I, you know, the things that I chose to do to be able to pay them, that was okay with me. That was okay with me. And that's what it's about. And every single one of them have, have approached me, and I am working with some of them even today. We had talked about recently, and we didn't really spend enough time on it. And a lot of people, they, they want to do this on their own, and that's perfectly fine. And before you do that, though, folks, you need to get some education. Now, Paige, you've got oh, a yes. course coming up, a short little weekend course, but I'm hearing it's going to be kind of mind-blowing intense. I saw the the, the, the syllabus for it, and it was kind of <laughs> scary is. mind-blowing. I'm glad you didn't ask me to teach it. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how you're going to pull all that off in less than 48 hours, but uh, we'll see. So got, um, and we we push the envelope that. to get it done. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> we do push the envelope. <laughs> Can you tell people about that course? And at this point, obviously, this you listen to this show after the month of October, it will have already happened. But I'm sure it'll probably be something that may happen on a couple times a year, maybe, or maybe have an it online does. version or something. But let's go ahead and tell talk. Tell me about that. We have a few minutes left here. It it does. Um, I, it's here in California, and my mentor that also works with us, as you know, Tyler. Uh, he and I teach it in person live uh, this coming November 5th and 6th. It's a Saturday and Sunday. We will be teaching the class uh, here in Simi Valley, California. Uh, and if you want more information to how to sign up, go to cashflowcheck.com and look under events, and there will be a link to sign up for it there. But it's it's a two-day full intensive, uh, How every every tool that we utilize to do our due diligence, um, to educate you on how to buy notes, how to not get hurt buying notes, um, and how to really mitigate against any risk. So it will give you all of our insider secrets. Um, it will. We're actually even trying to um, get together a tape from a hedge fund. So if those that are interested, if they want to um, have our advice and and perhaps even buy an asset from that, that's going to hopefully be available. 
but it is going to be very intensive. It gives you a lot of information, uh, almost too much. Your your brain says, no more, by the end of the day on the second day. <laughs> Um, but it really is such a valuable tool if this is, if you really want to either even understand note investing and what goes into it and what you and I do, Tyler, it, it's just it's a great course and it would be something that, that would probably be for you. And there you have it, folks. November 5th and 6th out in Simi Valley, California. Join Paige and our other partner to go into that. Unfortunately, I will not be making it to California. My wife is literally just landing in Tampa Airport from a trip over to Paige's house. Yes, so, uh, yes. we were happy to have her. She was great. There you go. I was out doing some fishing, so that I, yeah, no no problem there. The fish are biting. All is good. <laughs> and if people want to reach out to you, Paige, whether it be for this course or more information, or if you want to get on a call with both of us, uh, how do, let's go ahead and, and recap that again real quick. Again, um, you can reach me through cashflowchick.com. Cashflowchick, C-H-I-C-K, dot com. And go to the events tab. You can hit the contact, and you can actually schedule a free 30-minute consultation with me through the website as well. That sounds good. Paige, thanks for coming on the show. And ladies and gentlemen, as a constant reminder, Paige is part of our Facebook group. So if you are on Facebook, the quickest way to get over there is to go to cashflowguys.com forward slash group, cashflowguys.com forward slash group. We'll be having video calls in the future. Perhaps we can talk page and getting into one of those and answering your burning, I would love to. burning questions about notes and whatnot. And as well, if you want to reach out to me, you can you can and get a free consultation with me to help you get unstuck, help you get off the couch, help take that next step in action and get you moving in the right space, in the right direction. You can go to cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler. And if you are serious about getting started in real estate investing, it doesn't matter whether you have money, don't have money, you're not sure which direction you want to go in, and you need somebody in your corner. You want to just get out there and absolutely crush it, and you have made in your mind that you are ready to do so. Then go to cashflowguys.com forward slash coach. That is a one-hour consultation with me. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. You're going to ask me a bunch of questions, and we're going to find out if you are a good fit for my private coaching program. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's folks. And we thank you for coming out and spending your time listening to us. And we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, Paige. Have a great day. You too. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas so you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.